Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Ganal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. Did you know there are more than 3 million coconut farmers in the Philippines with the majority of them living below $2 per day? Our guest today is the Head Global Strategy International Business Development and Marketing at Coco Veda Social Enterprise established in the Philippines with over 100 plus coconut based products. Crazy birds, without any further ado, I would like to welcome Raj Singh. How did your sustainable journey start? Well, it uh, started with the passion of trying to be able to make a difference in the lives of people and uh, doing something that's meaningful as well as socially responsible at the same time scalable as a business because I wanted to do a career switch into trying to do something more meaningful in the second part of my life. And can you introduce us to Coco Veda and your sustainable journey? So Coco Veda is... uh, a social enterprise that we set up and started in the Philippines in 2015 after spending some amount of time in 2014 looking at the coconut industry and figuring out where we want to start because as everybody knows coconut is uh, basically a food and uh, when we looked at the industry we found that there's a lot of people a lot of players in there and if we try and add on to what everyone else is already doing we wouldn't have a chance so we studied the market carefully and we found a gap in the health and wellness space where there's a lot of benefits of uh, the coconut products especially the virgin coconut oil and we blended that uh, with the concept of the traditional Indian plant-based medicinal science which is called Ayurveda and that's how we got the name Coco from coconut and Veda from Ayurveda and that's how Coco Veda was born. Why the Philippines? Sorry I'm just like curious. Yeah, no actually yeah that's a good question because we looked at a few countries. I grew up in, uh, in Africa, West Africa. Africa, just just like you so I spent a lot of my formative years in Nigeria and that's where I wanted to start and really make a difference because that's probably the continent and the region in the world which needs you know the maximum amount of uh, support from a development point of view so we looked at three countries in West Africa we also looked at two countries in South Asia India and Sri Lanka and two countries in Southeast Asia Indonesia and the Philippines before we chose the Philippines which is mainly because the Philippines has the best available structure for a farmer cooperative system. We didn't have the means or resources to buy a farm and start from a farm of our own. We wanted to plug into a farmer cooperative system as a starting point and that's how we ended up in the Philippines. Also, from a business point of view, Philippines is the largest uh, exporter of coconut-based products. So that's almost a $2 billion industry which is close to 1% of the country's GDP. When we look at coconut oil, what is some of the health benefits that people would get by using coconut oil? Well, 
the first thing that everyone needs to understand is that there are different kinds of coconut oil. The word coconut oil is loosely used. Everyone says coconut oil. So you have the traditional crude coconut oil. You have uh, the refined coconut oil. And the space that uh, companies like Coco Veda are in is uh, virgin coconut oil. So we make the virgin coconut oil as close to its natural state as possible. And the main benefit that comes from the virgin coconut oil is it's a good fat as in uh, medium chain fatty acids and triglycerides which is the closest available gift from nature which is probably the closest to the human uh, mother's uh, breast milk because of the lauric acid that it contains virgin coconut oil is almost 50% uh, lauric acid and that gives its properties for antiviral antibacterial antifungal and anti-inflammatory which makes the base for a lot of uh, products that can be developed out of the virgin coconut oil and you guys do a cold pressed virgin coconut oil as well can you tell us a little bit more about that what should we be looking out for when we go to some of these places and they sell all of like what you've mentioned these coconut oils yeah there again you see the common term used is cold pressed but actually the correct expression for this should be cold processed which is what we write on our label the cold pressed terminology comes pretty much from the olive oil industry if i'm not mistaken where you know when you get the olives you press the olives little and the first extract that you get out of the olive as the olive oil that's the highest grade of the olive oil which they call the extra virgin olive oil so some people in the coconut oil industry or the virgin coconut oil industry and I think this goes probably directly lands itself into the United States of America because they're the best at you know creating marketing kind of stuff they started calling it as cold pressed and then everybody else followed so we decided not to do that and to just mention it as cold process because that's really the way you would process a coconut when you cut open a coconut you get the fresh meat that comes out of it you grate the fresh meat and then you squeeze it in the cold state as you can see in the video in in on our website and on our youtube channel and you get that extracted out in its natural state so that's the raw virgin coconut oil which comes out from the fresh meat you can make the same thing by heating that and putting it through an expeller and you get virgin coconut oil made with heat which a lot of companies are doing and it meets the standards and the criteria for virgin coconut oil but it, it's hot processed and not cold processed okay so people say cold pressed even though it's hot processed oh, okay. so so there will be very few labels when you walk into a supermarket which will give you an oil which is uh, hot processed but the easy way to distinguish a hot processed from a cold processed oil is when you when you swallow it and you smell it the taste of the hot processed is is thicker to go down your gullet it has a strong smell so a cold processed virgin coconut oil like the kind we make is it's clear as water you should be able to see right through it and it's very light uh, in texture it's light to swallow and it has a mild fresh aroma and of course it's got to meet the moisture and fatty acid criteria which is standard parameters oh well i'm going to be looking at some of these coconut oils definitely differently next time that's very interesting. And I think, you know, a lot of us don't really know that. But again, like what you said, we are all going for the, the marketing. So whatever the store is telling us, we're believing that instead of reading. Well, even on the label, sometimes yeah. it's misleading. So it's really great to know. And you guys have developed over a hundred plus products as a small company and everything is manually made without machinery. Could you please explain the 
process behind such a wide range for such a small startup? Yeah, I'll explain to you the journey and the process and how we got to where we are now in in three years time. So when we got into the industry, we realized very quickly that if we try to compete with the big players who are making, you know, products like coconut oil and whether it's coconut sugar or coconut flour, whatever, and getting them into the big supermarkets, if we try and put our product on the shelf next to them, we don't have a chance because we, we just cannot compete. We don't have the scale. We don't have the resources. So we had to differentiate ourselves and we decided that it's going to be in the health and wellness space. And that's where we spent a lot of time in 2015, 2016 to try and come up with a range of products that can actually fit into this space and validate it by uh, user testing. So we created the range, a uh, quality of virgin coconut oil that we are happy with, which you can literally wake up every morning and start your day by drinking it or doing things like oil pulling, which a lot of people, again, don't know what, what that is. And uh, try to go healthy, ketogenic, and there are benefits of uh, doing this. So once we got the basic rights in terms of our food products, we then went on to try and develop a range of personal care. And we started from the head to the toe and developed you know a range of shampoos washes creams lotions gels and many many different types of oils for daily use after which we went on to look at the different uh, lifestyle issues that all of us have, whether it's a headache or, you know, tired feet or, or issues uh, facing, you know, day-to-day discomforts, whether you're dizzy, you can't sleep well, you know, female hormonal related issues at the difficult, different difficult times of the month and things like that. And we took them one at a time and created a range of uh, wellness oils and tested them. And to be honest, we didn't have a number like, you know, 100 products or something in mind when we started it just happened and it evolved and once we got the hang of it we said you know why not if we can make a product that can help somebody you know let, let's try and do it so we spent a lot of time 2015 16 17 developing this range of products getting ourselves certified user testing it making sure that it's a product not that we want to sell but it's a product that will help somebody if they use it and we really didn't worry about the selling in the marketing until 2018 and now we're at a stage where we have this range of products and we need to sell them in order to be you know sustainable and grow the business and get scale make an impact so that's a long answer to your short question (laughs) and so some of these products like what would you say are some of your the most popular products that you guys actually do have well we're also discovering that because different places and different cultures have different preferences so the food products for sure like the virgin coconut oil clearly that's that's a winner because you can really use that and incorporate that to help your metabolism, to help your immune system. If you believe in oral hygiene and detox, oil pulling is a wonderful thing to do, but most people will not do it and will not spend their time easily. I think yeah, 95 out of 100 people will, will not do it because it takes time. You've got to wake up early morning and do that. So, But from a daily personal care point of view, I think our hair care range the shampoos, the scalp oils, the conditioning cream that we have, the body care range. We have a wonderful baby range. We also have lip care range. We have lipsticks as well for for people who don't, you know, really want to worry so much about having the fancy lipsticks as in the brightest colors like the cosmetics. So we don't we don't go into that space, but it's for people with sensitive lips who want to moisturize and and still use something natural which is chemical free and lead free. Yeah, I think these would be the personal care we recently developed a pet care range as in pet uh, dog and uh, cat shampoos. So that seems to be popular. And we're working on making a cleaning products range, which we should be introducing sometime next year. Wow, 
that's very so yeah i think the least popular probably would be the wellness products which are very useful but mm-hmm. then that's not something somebody needs every day all the time exactly you know? yeah. and so how do you expect to scale without machinery as a manual operation and be able to compete in international markets that's a good question mariska so in terms of processes and making the range of products i think we've got that right because even though we have a small team now which is entirely 100% women team i'm the only man in kokoveda <laughs> so the rest all my colleagues and team members they're they're all women so they're pretty good we have two divisions now one for the food division another one for the personal care and wellness they do a good job so we can get an order out with whether it's 20 products or 30 products and whether somebody wants 100 pieces of each or 1000 pieces of each what we need is uh, advanced planning from our partners so we work very closely with our partners in different countries to come up with quarterly planning system and forecasting system so that's difficult initially where the market is new but as we grow and we have advanced planning we can put that in place and uh, whether you're making a hundred or a thousand or ten thousand you just need more people to to do that as long as your process are, are in place and that's really the idea the idea is as we grow is to create employment that can change lives and not to buy machinery and have less employment so to keep this competitive i think we're delivering value for money because our products are good quality they are uh, plant-based Of course, starting with coconut base, blended with other plant extracts and essential oils. They are waterless, so you use less. There's no chemical, there's no alcohol. The face value or the street value of the product is probably double the price of any commercial product that you would see on the shelves of a supermarket or a pharmacy. But these products will last at least twice as long, if not more. At the end of the day, they are not more expensive. So in that sense, we can compete. Where we probably will need help is the marketing and the education and the awareness side of it. And I feel especially with some of these things, you know, the more you are aware about some of these health issues and, you know, the amazing um, properties that coconut oil has then it becomes easier for you to actually invest that money because it is for your health as well i mean if it's going to last double the amount of the other time it's kind of like a no-brainer but it is kind of the education around Mm -hmm. it to kind of you know being able to educate the people about that as well in episode 46 we looked at the sustainable development goals so as a company you have committed to several of these goals can you explain and share how you plan to implement these well we are already implementing it this is something we took on in 2017 when uh, we had our uh, daughter sim who wanted to do her internship. She's the management student in the hospitality industry and she came on board and interned with us, helped us to get onto the United Nations uh, Global Compact platform because we thought that's a meaningful guide for us to position ourselves as opposed to every other company which is pursuing a so-called fair trade certification. You know, the fair trade certification only adds cost to the business which goes all the way back down to to the farmers. So these goals around sustainability have a lot more meaning. And if you implement that properly, we found that's the right way forward for us. And we took on one goal at a time once we understood it. So now we support goals numbers 3, 4, 5. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and 17. So we start with goal number three, which is good Mm -hmm. health and well-being, leading into goal number four, which is uh, quality education, and then goal number five, which is gender equality. So these three are very centric to our operations and what we do. And 8, 9, and 10 
10 of course is inequality which again leans into the community and just how you think about equality you know there are all kinds of inequality inequality doesn't mean only gender inequality mm-hmm. it's it's inequality in so many things in life whether it's access to health or welfare or anything you know any little thing 8 and 9 is an area which uh, we fit into very easily because 8 being uh, economic growth and decent work and the people who are working or attached to Coco Veda the fact that we don't have machinery we're not we're not buying a single coconut we don't own a farm so if all of us are working to make this happen and everybody would benefit from that more and more as we scale and uh, goal number nine in terms of innovation because we're probably the only company in the coconut industry even though we are amongst the smallest for sure with the widest range of products and a company which has tried to focus on the health and wellness side of it leaning that directly into sustainability to make its impact in all these areas and then we went on to goal number 12 which is probably the concept of being conscious as a consumer as opposed to the capitalism concept of profit and just producing 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 and consume 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 Mm. and if you track the graph of uh, capitalism with the graph of obesity you'll see what i'm saying over the years you know i mean the world has fed itself to obesity and on the back of it, you have the big food industry, the big pharma industry and stuff like that. And then you have the big lobbies supporting this. So personally, I feel strongly about that. And, you know, we really should be rethinking the whole thing. So we have the five R's that we incorporated as in, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah, refill. Yeah, yeah, refill and rethink. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so that's how we developed, and that's goal number twelve for us. Awesome. And goal number eleven is trying to build sustainable communities. We can't do the cities, but communities, and we started a networking uh, platform, which again was an initiative of our uh, daughter Sim, who's a UNGC youth ambassador as well. So we run a networking group every month where we bring in like-minded people together to try and focus on goal number 17 because if we all have to make a difference you got to do this collectively none of us can make an impact alone and this entire concept of capitalism is about profit and if you go deeper into that it's really about greed and you can see that from the numbers of you know the wealth distribution in the world where one percent of the world owns more than 50 percent of the world's wealth and this is not getting any better with some of the leaders in the world today So we try and see if we can get a platform of like-minded people together where we can collaborate and hopefully come up with some initiatives over time. It's still early days and uh, try and do whatever we can in our own, you know, limited means. We are a small business, we're a small company, but we're trying to do what we can by actioning it rather than just, uh, you know, discussing the goals. So it's all about action and trying to deliver some results and measure some impact. Yeah, I think, you know, that is very important to actually you know, make those goals, like take it and support it and also get some action behind it. Because there's a lot of people that just talk, 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 but we never see any real action. So that's wonderful to see that even the startup and the enterprise is yours, um, that you guys are doing that. And you guys are also a social enterprise. What is your impact on the lives of these coconut farmers and these women in the communities? There's a nice video, I think it's nice, on our YouTube channel which you can watch about our social impact and some testimonials from the women who've been working with us over the last uh, couple of years. For the women who are working with us at Coco Veda, in terms of making an impact on their lives, I think we've been able to help them not only just have a job, but do it with a purpose. So they have been reskilled or upskilled 
in the case of whoever is coming from a manufacturing background because one or two of them do come from a manufacturing previous manufacturing background so they have reskilled them and taken on definitive roles so everyone has a role everyone has a responsibility and within that everyone has their own empowerment to execute and deliver what they are responsible for you know whether it's making a bottle of virgin coconut oil or you know the packing of the sugar or making a soap or a shampoo or a lotion or a wash and then taking it to the finished stage doing the packing packaging exporting it meeting all the standards there has to be ticks in all the boxes because we have several standard operating procedures in space we have to comply with the FDA Philippines the organic certifications GMP ISO and halal standards and we're audited regularly so the audits now we've reached the stage where the women handle the audits themselves so they face the auditor external auditor the team leader operations head edit who's who's our partner in the business as well she takes a step back and lets them handle and deal with the auditors and these are international auditors sometimes and then uh, whatever if there is a discrepancy or a finding you need to submit what's called a kappa which is a corrective action and a preventive action report that gets documented then you implement that so they are familiar with all this so definitely as opposed to just working in a large company and doing the same thing again and again here they have a role and a responsibility and as we grow then these are the team members who will step up and do the same thing for building future teams which you know probably answers your other question yeah. your previous question as to how will we scale so they will then walk them through it and they will be able to impact more and more lives and uh, so far they're strong they they carry two people carry 50 kilos of products out of out of the door and then when it's a lot more then we get the transporter to come and then of course you need guys to carry it when we're shipping you know thousands of kilos out because then they can't handle it so we've worked everything around and system and processes and standard operating procedures that works well for them so so far so good in terms of empowering them at the farm level that's a long term goal for us to have a farm of our own direct where we can have an integrated farm based processing without machinery process every part of the fruit and try to increase the value that comes out of the land as well as at the fruit and this would probably feed into our supply chain because by then we should have the scale to do it and build in other things like uh, one of the ideas is to do some ecotourism at the farm base we'd like to do more work with the coconut industry because there is a lot of room for collaboration it's a neglected industry so maybe create a coconut academy is one of the thoughts that we have and build a platform around that so that would be a long term impact where we can potentially i think impact tens of thousands of coconut farmer lives and hopefully a few thousand you know women as well so right now the numbers are small to answer your question because we are we're still new and it's early days for us but we definitely have a model which is very scalable and the result of that will depend on how quickly we can grow our markets in different countries around the world does this journey have any challenges and frustrations that you can share with us yeah i think that's a very good question rishka because there are and i think the biggest challenge and the frustration is the world that we live in is not fair it's very very commercial it's very difficult for a small business like us even though you know we have several ticks in the boxes now for us to go out into the market and be accepted as a brand it's 
going to be the next stage and challenge of our journey because uh, people are people are skeptical if they don't know a brand if there is no celebrity face behind it people will not just use it and these are things a small business or a social enterprise like us definitely cannot afford to do we may have the best products in the world but we now have the challenge of getting this into the market and getting people to accept it and it would be a lot easier if there is more support in this area so that's the frustration side of it and i think platforms like the united nations can do a lot more than they are doing with no disrespect to them i love the sdgs we have taken that as a guide and uh, we are very very passionate about it anybody who meets us and comes to our networking sessions can see that can feel that but there is a need for an ecosystem to help small businesses startup businesses those who are genuinely trying to make a difference make an impact measure the impact and understand and know what they are doing there is a need for them to be helped and this this is missing this is missing in most part of the world and people do not have the time for it yeah people want to make money in a hurry people want to make it quickly and this needs to change so you can have an agenda 2030 but honestly we are already out of time for it there is no way we can achieve it we need to kind of more support companies that you know is doing the right things and um rather than supporting big enterprises that is doing almost everything wrong mm. um so does this sometimes want to kind of give up on this whole company or something does that like you ever feel like giving up no we don't feel like giving up because i think there is a deep sense of passion and purpose over here and we're blessed in the way that we're able to have been able to do you know come this far with a sense of uh, positivity now what we got to do is have some patience and carry on persevering so these would be our five p's that are important to us apart from the five p's of sustainable development that we are pursuing and uh, hang in there at some point I think we will start to get noticed and some people will come forward to support us. We can see that now. We haven't spent a single dollar on Google AdWords or anything like that for SEO and stuff like that and we can see people are starting to find us and reach out to us from different parts of the world. So I think a little bit more patience and hard work but it's it's a tough and long journey it's not something you know where you can in 3 to 5 years be be ready and uh, this is you know what i'm saying the frustrations would be a lot lesser if there would be a, a strong system to support it and that that's really really missing and where can our crazy birds find some of your products well a few countries we should be we should be in 10 countries soon Yeah, we're almost there. For the countries we're not we have an online store. So if you go to kokoveda.net, there is an online store which is a free shipping store and we ship products around the world free shipping. We don't make any money out of it, but we do it so that people can access the products and hopefully that opens the door to something more more meaningful. Otherwise, we are present in Malaysia, in Singapore, in the Philippines of course and uh, Sri Lanka. in UAE in Saudi Arabia in the UK and uh, we are market testing now your country South Africa oh, really? yes and uh, also Pakistan so that's where we are so far and a few more discussions in progress so yeah that's wonderful and what has been one of your most important decisions that you have made around mama earth we have chosen well to support the coconut industry which is a neglected industry and we have also made the right decision i think to do it in the philippines because that's in country where we can certainly in time to come make an impact and if we get that format right 
then we can take this to other coconut producing countries in the world. There are 90 coconut producing countries in the world where farmers are living below poverty. In the Philippines, they are below $2 a day. In many other countries, they would be in extreme poverty below a dollar a day. You can see there's a video on our YouTube channel as well, you know, showing the life of a typical coconut farmer. And that's a good video of a good coconut uh, farmer who's, you know, who's got some things together. So I think uh, we're committed to the coconut industry in terms of Mount Earth. It's a very, very scalable fruit and industry and and really neglected so there's work to be done and we're going to move into our final five so the first one is what is one social media account that you follow i'm active on linkedin <laughs> yeah personally yes more active on linkedin so is there anyone in particular you follow on linkedin that our crazy birds can benefit from yeah just follow me <laughs> we'll link that up in the show notes <laughs> And what is your hope for Mama Earth going forward? Yeah, like I said earlier, we would like to extend what we are doing to collaborate with people in the coconut industry and uh, do that starting from a governmental level, get engaged with government, feed that into academia and universities from a research point of view, bring in medical, healthcare, academic professionals, as well as then take that down into the industry so that we can come up with specific projects and initiatives that can grow the industry, which will then obviously impact the planet and the land that we live in and also the people. And what advice can you give our crazy birds this week to help out mama? If not an advice, can I make a request? Yes. Yeah, maybe try our products and yeah, give us give us feedback. We are very willing to improve and change. Operate with the Japanese uh, Kaizen philosophy of manufacturing so we can tweak our products and we have been doing that. So if, if we can get some help in that area, that would be very, very wonderful. Yeah. And what is one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people not yet on a sustainable journey? Yeah, I think sustainability, this is an easy one. Sustainability is not just about the planet and the environment and the buildings and all. It's, it's really about the people as well so when you're thinking sustainability you have to be able to integrate in the same breath the people the environment and the economy so it's only then that we can all be sustainable in the true sense and where can people find you well me on linkedin but kokoveda we are well connected on social media so from our website kokoveda.net we you can go to our facebook Instagram and Twitter handles and uh, me Kokoveda RS on thing yeah so quite quite easy to connect and we we're quite responsive on all our social media awesome cool well thank you so much for being on the podcast I really appreciate it no, and, thank you. and uh, thank you for this opportunity and for yeah helping us to put a voice to Kokoveda it means a lot to us yeah. you're most welcome you. so let's all try some of their products out this week hopefully we can get some to all of our crazy birds all over so we'll definitely link all of those in the show notes and that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at mamaearthtalk.com. Follow at Design by Mariska on Instagram or email hello at mamaearthtalk.com. And let me know if there's a topic you'd like me to talk about. I love hearing from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every Monday with a bonus Top Tip Thursday every Thursday. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us 
Crazy Birds。